Hello, and welcome to Objective Health. I am your host, Erica, and joining me in our virtual studio today is Doug, Elliot, and behind the scenes is Damien. So welcome all. Hello. Back with another exciting, infuriating topic today. <laughs> today, we're going to be talking about papers, please. These vaccine passports have officially arrived and we are going to go through some of the information that's coming out about this. Pretty disturbing. If I get a little worked up, I apologize in advance because this is just, well, let's just call it what it is. It's fascism mm -hmm. and medical uh, tyranny, technocracy, all those wonderful descriptive words. So kind of what was an inspiration for this show is uh, Dr. Mercola came out with an excellent article article at the end of February called Papers, Please, Vaccine Passports Have Officially Arrived. And um, you can read the article for yourself, but we'll kind of start with that because it really addresses what most of us on planet Earth are experiencing, this long, drawn-out year of complete insanity and mm -hmm. this idea of wanting to get back to normal, whatever that means. But uh, this idea of getting your proof of vaccination, because apparently that's the only way we'll get back to normal is if you can prove you've had the experimental gene therapy that they're calling a vaccine. Um, in the article, he talks about the importance of knowing that this is not actually freedom, that this is a form of discrimination and it's a move towards technocratic fascism, and it's setting the stage for increased surveillance and additional erosion of your privacy. So on that note, there's more in the article. Um, they talk about how these vaccine passports have been in development for quite a while. Um, the UK has sizable grants going to public-private partnerships that are developing apps for your phone. Um, about your vaccine status, your PCR test results and whatnot. So we'll cover some other states. Being here in the US, there are quite a few governors that have spoken out about this, one being DeSantos of Florida, going as far as uh, writing up an executive order that they will not make these passports mandatory for people coming to the state of Florida. So, um, what do you guys think? I know you're not in the U.S., so um, what's your take on this? Well, yeah, I think it's uh, it's crazy. I mean, it seems to be just a way to institute this kind of thing. You know, like it seems like COVID is kind of the excuse to um, put in this kind of mass tracking uh, surveillance uh, type of system that they've been chomping at the bit to do for a long time. It seems like it's all part of the Great Reset, like the whole thing, all these things that we've covered in the past. Um, it seems like this is just the next stage in the plan, you know, the way to to kind of implement this sort of fascist control system um, over the entire planet. You know, it's uh, I think it's the um, president of China. Prime Minister of China, something like that, who's who's uh, saying that he's really kind of pushing for a global um, vaccine passport, uh, something that's uh, you know 
transcends all borders so that they're, you know, watching every citizen of the planet at all times, checking their travel, how many vaccines they've had, PCR tests, the whole bit. So, yeah, I think, you know, this I'm not surprised by it because, you know, we have been talking about this kind of thing for a long time. Um, but it's just surprising that it's it's here now, I guess. And that COVID was kind of the, you know, I'm, I'm blown away like every day that this nothing burger of a disease is being, you know, is the force to push all these things in that we've known have been coming for a long time. It just seems really ridiculous when you look at the, the, the whole picture. The, all it took was an overhyped disease to get people to just completely hand over their liberties and freedom. Well, like what it is in theory is somewhat different to the logistics and kind of the practicalities, how they are going to introduce this and actually enforce it. Um, It would seem as though the overall idea of the vaccine passport um you can think to to one of these maniacs in power um it's it sounds like an excellent idea but for the yeah for all practical purposes they're not yet it doesn't seem as though they're yet at a place where they can implement this on a global scale even on a national scale even on a, a county kind of scale right or a state scale um there are a couple of uh examples of places where they have started to introduce uh vaccine passport apps uh, i think one of the um the main ways that many um a, a lot a lot of the 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 ones that have already been attempted are based on technology so they're based on like uh, mobile phone apps and so uh, it's not yet been implemented as a, as a paper passport per se. Um, and there's several occasions or there's several examples of um, these apps causing or not being particularly reliable, not functioning well. Um, and for all practical purposes, not working as, as they were expected to work. I mean, an example is in Israel. I think we spoke a couple of weeks ago how they have been implementing this this concept of a, a green passport i think it's called mm-hmm. um and they have admitted themselves that they can't really tell whether this is being enforced or not because they simply don't have the manpower to enforce it mm-hmm. right and there's kind of anecdotal accounts of people uh, not enforcing it so someone might go to a shop and or go to do some activity, uh, and whilst they should have a green passport, if they don't, uh, they're not necessarily going to be unable to do that activity. So right. at the moment, it's still very much in its early stages. Uh, thankfully, a similar kind of example uh, is also the case. Is it in the? Uh, is it New York City? New York the, State. New York State. Yeah. So yeah. the state of New York. So I believe it was uh, IBM. Might have been IBM, or there's a particular app. I think it's called L L Excelsior. 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 Yeah. Um, and so they've been encouraging members of the general public to uh, to start using this app if they've been vaccinated. But unfortunately, well, 
I say unfortunately, <laughs> uh, it's probably a good thing. Um, the app has been malfunctioning and uh, it, it really doesn't appear to work very well on the ground, so to speak. Uh, it's also uh, fairly odd that um, if someone does not have or, or the, the vaccination kind of status is only lasting for, for 18 months. No, is it 180 days? 180, 180 days. days. Yeah, yeah, so six months. Uh, so the the idea is is that either you have um, you you get a, a, a COVID vaccine and you get the second dose of the COVID vaccine, but that second dose is only all all, the, all that. Yeah, the the final dose of the vaccine is only uh, allowed or is only functional for. Uh, six months after that, um, there's not really any indication of what someone needs to do, but they, they no longer have the passport. So, yeah, there's lots of kind of ways that this app is malfunctioning. Um, so it doesn't seem as though it's going to be implemented on a global scale anytime soon, I think. Mm. Yeah. I think the logistical stuff that they're trying to kind of uh, manage behind the scenes and everything like that is probably a nightmare. Uh, that what they're trying to do right now. So, yeah, I mean, they're talking about vaccine passports, but like, how ready are they actually to do it? Because it, it's like you're saying, like, I've heard of other stories, like ones that were being developed in the UK and other other places where it's being, um, it's just it's just not working. You know, like it's not doing what they want it to do. Um, you know, like you're mentioning the ones about New York that they, um, the the other problem with that New York one actually is that it is. Um, not working for people who are out of state. So anybody who's coming from out of state um, and has their vaccine or has their co- their PCR test or whatever the case may be, it doesn't. There's there's no way for them to actually get into that system. So it, you know, it's it's completely limited in what you're able to actually do with it. Um, and you know, having it expire after um, six months is ridiculous. You know, it's like they nobody said anything about having to get another vaccine in six months. Yeah, the UK is a particularly interesting example because there's, uh, they've got, a, they purport to have a very high vaccination rate, um, standing at approximately 60 percent of of the adult population. Well, that's the numbers that they give us, um, and so there's been a lot of debate over whether they are going to be introducing vaccine passports or not. I think there is quite significant opposition on both sides. Mm -hmm. Uh, Boris Johnson has mentioned that it is a possibility, um, but many of the members of his own party, the Conservative Party, have blankly said no, like they've they've stood against it, and then the opposition leader, Keir Starmer, has also opposed it. Um, So it's a question as to whether this is actually going to be implemented or not. Um, But it does seem as though the overall plan, if they can get it passed um, in Parliament, the idea is is that they're not likely to introduce anything like this until, at least in the UK, until they are out of the, the... current lockdown that they're in so i think that's at least in in june because another problem with with implementing this passport uh, so early on you know over the next couple of months well if no one has been offered if not everyone has been offered a vaccine then it's 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 there's there's no way that they can introduce vaccine passports because then that would mean that the people who had not even had chance to get the vaccine would then be limited and would be unable to kind of access the the 
the events and things that, that are going to be needed for the passport. But they've right. ex- specifically said in the UK they would not make it mandatory for um, for essential services such as the health services, uh, doctors, hospital, etc., and for um, for supermarkets basically where people buy their food other than that they have not ruled out that they will kind of introduce it for large gatherings uh, for theaters for pubs for clubs um and there's been kind of it's been somewhat ambiguous one day they will say oh yes we're likely to introduce this for clubs and then another another week they'll say the opposite so it's entirely unsure at the moment um i would say we can't really trust anything that they say um Mm. because originally boris johnson was was the guy who said that we'd only be locked down for two weeks in in the uk on the original lockdown and we, we ended up being in lockdown for months and then two more after that. So they generally go back on what they say. Overall, it does seem as though it's been uh, a concept which is floated around. And I tend to think that what they're trying to do is somewhat desensitize the population to the idea. Um, so whilst there's there's nothing been implemented per se, they are working. They've invested hundreds of thousands. The um, Sorry, the, the government has donated or is kind of... Um, yeah, has has invested hundreds of thousands in different apps um, specifically designed to house something like a, a vaccine passport for people. Um, so it does seem as though it is it is coming around the corner. Yeah. Well, I wonder if this is an attempt to get people to get on board with just getting the vaccine, you know, as a way of. So we know because we talked about in our last show that it's not FDA approved in the United States. And so that's going to deter people who are semi-informed but maybe this floating and touting of the passport for people that may be on the fence so to speak that they realize well in another six months you know this may happen i might as well get it even though i have questions and concerns because unlike you were sharing in the uk in the united states at least where i'm at there's not there's a not a high percentage of people that are accepting it there are is a lot of people that are not okay with it and so i'm wondering if it's this uh peer pressure or fear or um you know a way to push people to consent to something that they normally wouldn't push be uh consenting to because they fear they won't be able to travel or go to the grocery store you know yeah i think that's a big part of it so to speak yeah I've heard of a number of people saying that, uh, oh, I'm getting it because, you know, I want to be able to see my daughter or, you know, my son or whatever. Um, I think that's a big, even though there's not even really been an indication that 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 that's going to happen. You know, I mean, the the, the vaccine passports, as much as they're talking about them, they're not, it's, it, it, I don't think that they're ready to roll them out any day now. And there hasn't really been like a, a, a thing Maybe there has, but it, it, it doesn't seem clear that once you get the vaccine, you will be able to travel to see your daughter, to see whoever, right? Yeah. So it kind of seems like it, it, it is working in that sense because it's just the suggestion is there right now. They haven't, I haven't seen any official thing that says you need to get the vaccine and then you'll be able to, to travel. Um, so I don't know because, I mean, they do say that once you get the vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. So I don't know how much of this is even going to work. I mean, maybe, yeah, you get the vaccine and then you've got a passport. You can go to a, a store or you can go to a concert or something like that. But is it, it, are we going to go back to like being able to travel wherever, wherever you want to? If you've got family in another country, you're going to be able to go see them all of a sudden? I don't know. 
um, it would yeah. it would actually surprise me if if they did um, suddenly lift all the the current restrictions and everybody was able to go do those things. So yeah, it is it's a it's a form of coercion essentially. Yeah, um, in in the Western world at least, it doesn't seem as though there, there's any uh, mandate per se um, to be vaccinated. That's not the case in uh, some countries in the Middle East. So Saudi Arabia. Apparently, they announced not long ago that pilgrims uh, visiting Mecca um, and Medina during Ramadan would ch- would have to show proof on a mobile app of being immunized. Oh, my God. Really? Uh, yeah. Same thing for United Arab Emirates. So um, they need to show their vaccination status on a certificate through a government-developed app um, to get into Abu Dhabi. So, 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 if you want to get into the capital Abu Dhabi, um, then, yeah, then you need to show that you've been immunised. Um, so there are a couple of countries which are going full steam ahead on that. Um, it really wouldn't surprise me if we see many other countries adopting similar stances. I mean, I think there's several countries in Europe, Denmark, um, some of the others as well, Denmark and Malta. Malta, I think Greece and Cyprus are looking at it Mm -hmm. um, as either a way to kind of boost tourism um, Mm -hmm. because many of the countries that a large portion of their economy relies on tourism from other European countries. I think they're basically coming out and saying, well, look, if we can um, if we can kind of require vaccination status, then then we can open up for tourists. Right. Um, And understandably for these economies, these countries, they're in a really difficult position, right? Because uh, their economies has been absolutely utterly destroyed. I mean, there's some countries, their GDP just continues to drop Mm -hmm. by the day. Um, and, And it's Seeming, there's seemingly nowhere out for those uh, so it is somewhat understandable but um, I think f- for a large part we are we are somewhat of a ways off of having this implemented on a global scale at least um, even to the extent I mean we've been t- I've been thinking about this over the past couple of weeks this idea that they that they will even mandate the vaccine you know can they can they ever mandate the vaccine um it's possible that they that they will not and they they will not mandate this covid passport the the difference is is they will make it so difficult for people not to have it that it's essentially the same thing right so they might say okay we will not mandate this you do not legally have to have this um but you know, the, basically the only places, the only things that you can do is you can go to the supermarket to get your food. You can go out uh, kind of exercising by yourself and you can go to the hospital or to the doctors if you are physically sick. Uh, other than that, you know, to do anything, to go anywhere, to fly, to go to the theater, to go to the cinema, to go to a restaurant. After that, you might need a vaccine passport. So technically, they're not mandating it. But really, for the majority of people, for them to do anything other than stay at home, it's a necessity. Um, And I think what they're doing is they're pushing people into a corner where, like you've both said earlier, uh, they're they're making it so difficult that people will just cave over and and um, they'll get the vaccine and they'll get the the vaccine passport, right? Mm Because it just makes things easier because they all they fundamentally want to do is return back to normal and if that's a way to return back to normal then great they will do that um and so yeah 
Yeah. Well, what's interesting is the WHO actually came out, and this was on April 6th in RT, Russian Times, um, calling, basically it was question of discrimination, who dismisses COVID passports as governments consider them to reopen travel. So just what you were talking about. But it says the World Health Organization has rejected the use of COVID passports over fairness, concerns, and fears they would not prevent the spread of the virus as ex worry vaccinated people can still transmit the disease, which, you know, we know Jesus. from our research and on this show that uh, it doesn't confer immunity and it doesn't prevent the spread. So, you know, not that I'm a huge fan of the WHO, but basically it said, uh, WHO spokesperson Margaret Harris ruled out supporting the use of COVID vaccine passports due to the questions of discrimination and because they are not certain at this stage that the vaccine prevents transmission. WHO are saying that at this stage, we would not like to see vaccination passports as a requirement for entry or exit. And um, kind of that whole idea of discrimination. So. I've heard in doing research for this show, the term basically medical apartheid, you know, mm -hmm. just what you were saying, Elliot, like, you know, so you choose not to get the vaccine, but you can't, you know, go to church, you can't go to a movie theater, you can't do these things. And um, another thing is not everybody has a smartphone, right? So mm -hmm. how are you going to enforce, um, not only the passport, but technology on people that A, might not even have the financial means to have a device as such, right? So I think we may see the paper version first. And what's interesting about that is uh, if you know anything about the black market, I mean, people are going to fake documents. They're going to make fake vaccine passports. And, mm -hmm. and Whitney Webb recently wrote an excellent article about all of this, that they're already finding people are faking these documents. And, you know, that this is a, t a chance to crack down on false documentation and whatnot. So they, they've considered all the different elements really. And I'm not sure where it's going to go from here, but I did find that a little bit positive because I'm always looking for the positive in these things that the who said that they won't be doing that as of now, whether or not that will change tomorrow, as we've seen, you know, we went from yeah. two weeks to a lockdown to a year to you have to wear a mask. You don't have to wear a mask. And, you know, I mean, it just, it's psychological warfare in the worst means possible really and the thing is that's just the who too right like the who yeah. they don't they're not a country they're all they're doing is making recommendations and countries yes. are free to disregard them or implement them as they see fit so yeah just because the who's saying it doesn't really mean anything really no <laughs> yeah and whilst the whilst the who have said that um the eu so the european union um have basically said the opposite right right so <laughs> Uh, and, and there's, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I don't trust a word that any of these people say, right? Because they've time and time again, they will, they will go back on what they say. They will do U-turns. Um, and that, and that, uh, that's been shown time and time again. So yeah, I think the best thing that we can do is, is, is watch and wait. Um, and certainly not be surprised if, if there continues to be a push despite the sheer amount of um of opposition that they're getting from lots of different people i think that um 
that they will do all that they can to introduce some form of a kind of uh, tracking system or a, a uh, an identification system because ultimately the the important thing to grok in this situation i think is that this really has nothing to do with covid mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with vaccinations or i say of course it has something to do with vaccinations but ultimately um i think what it really comes down to at a much deeper level is um is is implementing a system whereby people whereby the authorities can track and trace and gain such a significant level of control over over people um and this can be this this can be uh built upon um aside from some from from covid vaccinations they could introduce this system and they could they could use this system for anything that they wanted Mm -hmm. right and they could uh like i think it was mccola speaking about how they could begin tracking your social media tracking your movements tracking every single aspect you know every single detail of your life all of your data they could be tracking um and 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 based on a system where where like this they could go about kind of um you know uh deciding where you do and do not go mm-hmm. whether you meet certain criteria and you, you i mean it's it's just like out of 1984 mm-hmm. it's the worst possible thing that could happen for hum- humanity at the moment like we do not want to go down this path right. we do not want to go down this path well it's like the system that they've implemented in china essentially the social credit system right where you uh it is the ultimate control um you know, if you don't have a particular, you know, if you haven't been vaccinated, then um, you actually can't physically use your bank card to buy certain purchases. Or, you know, if you, they, they can they can implement it in all areas of your life. So it's not just vaccination, you know, it could be um, other behavior modification type things. So you play too many video games. Okay, well, then you don't get to uh, get on the uh, bullet train to another city. Um, you know, all these kinds of things can very easily come about this way. And Naomi Wolf, actually, who's an author and an activist, and I don't actually agree with a lot that she says, but she has actually come out and been very adamant about the slippery slope, essentially, that these vaccine passports are and how it isn't about COVID. It isn't about vaccines. It's about your data. And being able to control the individual, exactly like you were saying, Elliot. So, yeah, I mean, these things. I was showing, I have her book Mm. from like 2009. And it's funny that she's been making the rounds on places like Fox News with Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. But it was funny. I read her book in 2009 and I just picked it up because I was hearing her speak. And I'm with you. Like, you know, all of a sudden she's sharing this information and the, the, but if you go back through this book, you see, she's exactly right. Like, you know, Mm. censoring just the censorship that we've seen and we've talked about in the past is so shocking. I mean, and um, one thing that 
I think for us in the United States is this is a violation of the US Constitution, the Fourth Amendment, right? So she's kind of reminding people that, you know, if you don't stand up now, like this is a done deal. So I do applaud her for that. Of course, you know, there, you have to be a little incredulous when people are on mainstream media getting so much attention. But I think she's correct in, you know, this could be the end of liberty and the end of America as we know it, you know, because for those in the U.S., you know, the Fourth Amendment is your right to be secure in your person's house's papers effect against unreasonable search and seizures. And that shall be shall not be violated, you know, but. I, I fear a lot of people in the U.S. don't know about that anymore, or yeah. not aware so much. But kind of back to what you were saying, Elliot, I wanted to let our readers know that Whitney Webb has actually written an excellent article back in the middle of January called Silicon Valley and WEF-backed foundation announced global initiative for vaccine, COVID-19 vaccine records. And she goes through all the sorted individuals that are involved in this and I won't go through it all but it's you know kind of like all the other stuff that she writes some very disturbing people and um, you know they're talking about the common pass which is a little bit different than the passport but in the end she talks about and this is directly what you were talking about Elliot she said this is an effort to manufacture consent for an all-encompassing digital identification system uh, notable given that its main selling point has been coercion so far. We have been told that without such a system, we'll never be able to return to work or school, never be able to travel and never be allowed to participate normally in the economy. While this system is being introduced in this way, it is essential to point out that coercion is built in part of the infrastructure, if implemented, will be used to modify human behavior to great effect reaching far beyond just the issue of COVID-19 vaccines. And I think we talked about this last year when we were talking about the banning of, of um, you know, like Sayergy and Zach Voorhees about all your health data being put into a digital cloud, basically, right. and the, your sleep and your diet. And, and so, like you said, Elliot, I think it's far more uh, involved in basically tracking humans as a whole. And um, we've been really kind of desensitized to that. Like, I don't know in Europe, if you folks have, like you go to the grocery store, you use your rewards card, you get rewards and whatnot. I mean, all that is just collecting your data to market things to you and whatnot. Yeah. And, you know, you think like, well, they couldn't go after your money. Like you were talking about, Doug with China, you know, and their whole approach. But in this article, she talks about how talk, top executives of card and uh, have already been rolling out these types of things in countries like Africa, right? Just to, so that is their idea. Whether or not they'll actually pull it off, you know, I'm hoping helps on the way <laughs> because it's pretty. It's pretty depressing, you know, when you when you've been studying this and reading this kind of stuff for so long and you can kind of see it for what it is, but everyone else seems to be kind of going along with it. It can be it can be pretty upsetting. I know I get pretty worked up about it. Like this is just crazy town. I mean, the fact that 
that they could control everything and that you couldn't go to the grocery store and buy food if you don't have, you know, said medical intervention. And it doesn't just stop there, as we know. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I don't know. I mean, do we have more? Do we have any sort of solutions? Do we have a solution? Oh, uh, I mean, you know, now there's no place to go. It used to be like, well, maybe if hide. you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think following any particular diet <laughs> or, or taking any supplements can help. <laughs> it might not. Uh, yeah. Well, that's kind of sad, isn't it? I don't know what to recommend here. I mean, for one thing, in Canada, I know um, people are like, you know, kind of fighting over vaccines because apparently there's not enough of them. So maybe just like kind of keep yourself at the back of the line. <laughs> but then again, you know, then you won't be able to go and do all the things that you want to do. So I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, go out and enjoy nature. That's our new entertainment, I guess. Get to know get to know somebody well it will keep you sane because you know i think we've said in a previous show that this is essentially like an anti-life agenda and you know uh, this idea of merging everything into this tech sphere or the cloud or all this or that and you know i think we do have some time like you said elliot i don't think they can mandate it anytime soon um you know we could be proven wrong about that but you know, for now, we're kind of in this window of opportunity to at least, you know, start stocking food if you're afraid that you're going to get cut off from your grocery store or learning how to grow things that you like to eat in case you don't have the availability to go to a market without even a paper passport, right? Yeah. So being a little more self-sufficient and um, I it's guess the biggest advice. message is that, uh, as we've said before, like your governments, your countries, your states do not have your health as their top priority. They may continue to parrot that, you know, all we care about is keeping people safe. Yeah, I don't buy that. So you gotta keep yourself safe and your family. Yeah. So, well, is there anything else? I think we kind of touched on a little bit it as always it's evolving changing there's new information coming out every day as i said here in the united states there are a few governors that are coming out but again you know like the who like all these other organizations like when push comes to shove who knows you know i don't know if the constitution will even protect us anymore here in the united states so. yeah yeah what i suspect is that there'll be outliers you know, there, there's there's the countries which are full steam ahead. I mean, Israel, Saudi Arabia, United Arab Emirates, the UK, they are one of them. Or they're, they're, they're kind of four of the main ones at the moment in, in terms of how far they are with vaccinations and how quickly they're trying to implement this vaccine passport system. Mm -hmm. I think that when there is a system which is... Um, which is successfully being implemented, that is when we'll probably start to see other countries falling in line. Yeah. Right? So until there's a system which, like, can work, and there's probably several in the pipeline, but it's hard to say who's going to, you know, who who's going to kind of implement it first. Uh, but when there is a system which 
does show that it is functional, then I would imagine that many of the countries who are not talking about vaccine passports at the moment, they will potentially kind of just, uh, you know, start implementing this. And then the countries who do not implement this, um, maybe it will be the case that they are uh, uh, punished in some way, you know, whether it be kind of economically or there's some kind of sanctions or inability to to um for tourists to enter the country i mean if if an if 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 enough countries get onto this then it then it could uh it could really leave any outlying countries with very little choice to kind of adopt a system like that anyway um so it, i think it just kind of takes like a critical mass if there's a, a, a enough enough countries who adopt a system like this then we could be looking at like realistically on a on a global scale um let's kind of just hope it doesn't get to that but i mean it's entirely possible like that it will um yeah i agree well we appreciate all that uh tune in and um you know we work hard to it just at least bring the information because knowledge does protect you know uh for people that are not sure, you know, trust your instinct, stave off the, uh, the coercion, the peer pressure, the uh, manipulation that's happening, you know, um, stand firm in your beliefs for informed consent, body sovereignty and integrity, you know, um, that's all we can do, you know, at this point. So uh, we appreciate everyone tuning in and listening and please share far and wide. Um, these types of conversations are hard to have, especially with family and loved ones, but it may make a difference, you know, um, just sharing information with people to just at least give them the option of knowing what they're signing up for, I think is important. So thank you to my co-host. Thank you to Damien for working all the tech stuff for us. And uh, we will see you again next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.